0: Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson.
1: And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Hey,
0: what's going on? Oh, I'm feeling confused. Yeah, I'm confused. We didn't do a sound check.
1: You're right. We didn't do a sound check. The listeners wouldn't know that, but I'm confused for other reasons. Uh, Because you're not sure if you should call me Master Watson still? I'm not calling you Master Watson despite your nomination as a master entrepreneur. I'm confused because we've got three Matt's. Get got triple Matt here today. Are you feeling really moody today? Well, we do have Matt Moody here from uh, Bellweather. Hi, Matt.
2: Hi. I like that intro.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're glad to have you here, and this won't be confusing at all.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny for those of you that that aren't aware. Um, Matt Watson and Matt DeCourcy spend a lot of time clarifying which Matt. No, I, and who no, are it's right? not a problem. I'm just Master Watson now. Oh my God, let me give you some background it's not a problem. here, Mr. Here. Here. <laughs> Mr. Moody. Um, Matt has recently been nominated as one of Kansas City's top entrepreneurs, and will be presenting tonight. So, we're going to have to hear a lot of this "master" crap. Um, you don't have to call him Matt; you can call him anything you want. Um, yesterday, other than Matt, because that's yeah, that's con- well, well, maybe we will call you Master just on this one. There we go. Or Perfect. or uh, <laughs> Mrs. Watson. I don't know. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, we're glad to have you in here. We were visiting uh, a few minutes before we uh, turned on the mic as I turn on the live stream two minutes into the show. It's pretty par for the course here at Startup Hustle. Failure is always an option. Yeah, so Matt, you've done a lot of interesting things. Welcome to the club. Well, yeah, thank you. I, um, I, I don't know if they're all interesting. Some yeah, of them are. we've all done some. I mean, <laughs> I, I've done a lot of stuff that isn't interesting like call Matt Watson master. Um, so anyway, you're currently the founder and CEO of a company called bellwether.
2: Yeah. And we're
1: looking forward to talking about that. You guys do some high tech stuff. Um, for those of you listening, you can check it out at B E L L W E T H R.com. That's bellwether. So tell us about your company, Matt.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, bellwether is basically an automated machine learning platform. Um, And the first product that we built on that is called U-Turn. And that product um, basically identifies which of a business's high lifetime value customers are are at risk of exiting in the the future. Okay. And you do that how? Um, So basically what you do, like with the machine learning platform, essentially what we're looking for, the simplest or the English version is we're looking at patterns and data from the past looking at which customers left and which ones didn't. And then you basically, it's sort of a memorization of those patterns that you then apply to current data and see which customers are trending towards the customers in the past that exited. Okay. So how in the world did you uh, get into this? Um, So
0: I'm a programmer. And all right, <laughs> um, I was sitting here wondering
1: the same thing. I was like, "Is this guy a technical founder, or a, or is he like me? Does he write checks and not code?"
0: Nope, I could. Okay, he yeah. writes codes, but but it all looks like dollar sign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Really is true. <laughs> yeah. So, how would you get into this? How would you um, end
2: up starting this? Well, so I guess the programming's been around for a long time, but as far as the the you know applying machine learning, um, started with that. Uh, the last company that I, that I started, I sold, um, it was acquired and I went and worked for, for that company. And when I was there, I built a model that basically a machine learning model that predicted which of their customers were likely to leave. And so, um, after I kind of put in the corporate time and decided I needed to have the itch, which uh, you guys know the feeling of that, then I decided I was going to, uh, i had seen the value and what that would, you know, what, what that basically can do for a business. And so Felt like that was a a good enough starting point to to test the market and see how things would go.
0: So, that previous company, was it a telecom company?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. So, So, I mean, Churn, you
0: know, is a pretty. So, they have a lot of customers, probably a lot of churn, right? So, it's pretty ripe for building a model. Yep, exactly. Um, And then you started out uh, basically trying to solve that exact same problem with Bellwether, but then applying it.
2: Uh, for other telecom companies. Yeah, kind of where you started. <laughs> That's kind of where we started, um, and when we really focused on churn to begin with, and then you know it was kind of. Uh,
1: I think we should stop and define churn because not everyone's familiar sure. with that term. I think that the people at this table are, but um, churn is defined as making butter.
2: <laughs> yeah, which of your customers spoken, are like make spoken butter. by a true master? <laughs> so go ahead. Um, basically, the customers who leave. Right. Yep. Right. So identifying, you know, which, you know, customer retention is the flip side. So which ones stay and then churn being. Yeah. And we
1: refer lead. to that as churn rate, which Matt Watson, that is not how fast
0: you make butter. And sometimes you have the negative churn rate.
2: That's
1: true. We well, have Stackify that. has a negative churn rate. We have rate, that at so full yeah. scale too. I get yeah. it. But all right. So obviously the churn rate is, you know, it's cheaper to keep a customer you have than to try to find a new one. Oh, yeah.
2: So yeah. I'm sure that your clients are well aware of that. Yeah, and that's really where we kind of start with is okay, what's the churn rate? And you know, if we cut that by X percent, what does that look like at the end of the day? Uh, And usually that ends up being a pretty big number, so it's sort of a a no brainer at that stage. So
1: I'm assuming you, you, you demonstrate the value and benefit of your services based on, Hey, we cost this much, but we're going to save you that. And
2: yeah. Yeah. And not sense, to mention
1: the like human factor of like all the people that are trying to save those accounts on the phone when they're already ready to cancel or defaulted
2: or whatever. Am it, I correct? Yeah. And, and we, and you know, we kind of apply it like sort of the next step to that, because I think it's one thing to say, Hey, look, there goes, customer you know that that isn't all that helpful yeah um and not all customers or why did you just leave yeah exactly well and, and not all customers are equal in that you know there's everybody has bad customers customers you don't really care if they leave. They, Amen to that. <laughs> I have fired customers before. I have too. I
1: actually uh, am very open about
2: sometimes you need to fire your customers. Sure. And yeah. and that's why we they sort of the first step, the first thing we apply is sort of a customer segmentation machine learning model that identifies your high lifetime value or likely to be high lifetime value because you know the the joke we apply or you know we kind of use with this is hey, if somebody that's a high lifetime value customer, you might, you know, drop off a cheesecake. If it's somebody that you made a buck on in the last three years, then, you know, maybe you send an email, maybe, maybe you fire that customer, but you don't worry about it. Um, so it's sort of like a two step. And basically what we're doing there is applying two different types of machine learning models in order to you know, help you kind of find. So, so for those that aren't
0: very familiar with machine learning, like, so like kind of, how does that actually work? So, the simplest
2: explanation is pattern matching. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's oversimplified answer, but that's at the end of the day, that's sort of what you're doing.
0: So, for for one of these telecom companies, is the pattern then based on like uh, if their bill goes up, or the um, how many times they call in and complain, or like how to what maybe what kind of goes into that? Like yeah. if you don't use
1: it, you're likely to cancel. I would think would be a big one. Or no. maybe if you're late for your
0: payment all the time.
2: Yeah. Well, and really, the machine learning idea is, you know, it, it's if you, if there's like one or two features of either the customer or how they're using the product or how many times they're calling or those sorts of things, then then I think that still lies in sort of like the human realm where you can say, oh, hey, and they look, called in and complained. We get it. Yeah, they're mad. Yeah, they're mad. That's easy. Yeah, you don't really need to have any sort of special program to do that yep. now. So the machine learning angle is taking all of these sorts of things to where you're getting so deep into, you know, it's uh, maybe a half dozen features that are really important when they, you know, whether that's uh, how many times they've, you know, last time they, or, you know, based on the behavior, how much they're using the product. And data usage like for telecom, like yep, how much data do they use a day? Yep. Exactly. Like that. yep. So combining that with their location because maybe you have customers that are in one area that are you know, you know, maybe the service isn't that great. And so it'll basically find, well, you know, data usage may not necessarily be indicative of somebody that's going to leave, except maybe in, you know, some region or something. That, that
0: like would be line. us with Spectrum here because they suck. They're
1: w- terrible. Well, we can have a whole nother episode about that because I got in the legal oh, my God. with them last year and one. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, Sorry. Um, All right, so you guys do this for more than just telecom, though, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that's got to be challenging on some level to have, you know, you're trying to develop this. You know, well, I guess with pattern, you know, actually, maybe not because data is data. How many
2: how many customers would somebody need to build this model? Well, so what we've done, and the way that we automate this is we kind of make the decisions on on, one of the most uh, the toughest things with machine learning is that it, it, it traditionally if you don't have very much data, then the idea is you don't waste your time. Um, we handle for smaller data sets in that it's just a different algorithm. You use a different approach for smaller data. Um, if somebody has, you know, and, it, and it, you can kind of scale that up and we sort of based on like how the data is coming in and we'll adjust um, knowing if they've got a hundred customers, we can still do something there. Okay, um, That's cool. If it's, if it's up to, you know, Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Then that that gets, frankly, it gets easier. Um, well, be more, yeah, more things to match. Yeah, sure. there's there's more data there. The generally speaking, the more data, the better. But we do handle for for smaller data sets. Too. Interesting. How like many, Stackify, I was going to say nine hundred and one,
0: nine hundred
1: one customers. How many, that's up one from yesterday. That's right. Congratulations! Yeah. And you speaking of data, how many data points does Stackify process every day? Oh, it's like over a billion. Wow. It's a lot. Wow. It's almost like the size
0: of your bank account, right? Uh, No,
1: I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I figured since you become a master, they just put an extra zero. You
0: know, some of the other people on the, the the other masters that will be there tonight are billionaires. I know. I I know. Well, give it time.
1: Give it time. We're working on that. We're working on that. So Matt, as as in Matt Moody, how long have you guys been doing this?
2: Started Bellwether in, uh, we'll be coming up on two years in December.
1: Yeah, I ask because, you know, the whole machine learning, AI, all that, I mean, that's a very debatable topic for a lot of different reasons. You know, like there's clearly people that think it's going to kill all of us. And then there's a lot of people (laughs) like me that think that, you know, you look at, okay, what you just described in the service that you provide for your clients is remarkable, first off, because my goal is I want to keep my clients in the boat. And there's really no way to just intuitively know, well, obviously, if someone's calling and screaming, I'm going to cancel, I'm going to cancel. Well, if you can't figure out that they're probably going to cancel, you're not very smart, but being able to figure that out is, and this is, these are the kind of uses of machine learning and AI that I think are really impressive. And they're, and you know what, they're consumer friendly too, because I believe that it probably helps a company identify, Hey, this is
2: someone that needs help. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can kind of, and that's really kind of what we do with the underlying platform is that we're, you know, finding churn is one aspect, but... What else do you do with it? So, you know, with that high lifetime value, we can do, uh, finding the high lifetime value customers, then, you know, the next step is, well, I'd like to have more people like that. So, using that on not necessarily on just the retention side, but using it on the I would like to find more people who are like my best customers. I, I, identifying your ideal customer profile. Yep.
1: Yep. Hmm. So um, we like to talk about technology sometimes. What do you guys use? Is this like a Python? Yeah, yeah we use the Python. Everybody. What's up yeah. with? So, it, why is Python so prevalent with machine learning and AI stuff?
2: Well, I think I mean you know R was probably the you know in academia. than I think 100
1: was... of people that we talk to about it, and even the folks that do it at the full scale office in Cebu City are all doing Python.
2: I think it's mostly because you know if you if you think about all the different options that you have, and Python being one where okay, you could you know you can build your server on that, you can and at the same time then you can roll out your models in the same language, and makes it a little less cumbersome to jump around
1: um, uh, all i've learned is that it is quote faster professor james told me it's faster <laughs> i take his word for it we have a bunch of college professors that work for us actually we one do of, one of them has a Are we have to like five of them or something I, five or six seven of them? seven i know it's almost like a, it's, we're at full-scale university yeah. Pretty close. But yeah. So, you know, one of our employees over there had, uh, has some experience they were using, uh, he used Python. Um, and they were, they did all kinds of weird stuff. They were, uh, measuring the roundness of pearls, they didn't even though a pearl it's value is its values based on its roundness. And then they also used a bunch of data to try to identify factors that would identify a autistic child and where he stood in the, he or she stood in the spectrum of all that, and yeah, they just, just did amazing what you can stuff. do. Yeah, they did another thing. It was like optical character recognition,
0: teaching it how to read handwriting and stuff like that. So that's awesome. So okay, so so you yeah. guys, you guys use Python for machine learning, but you do you do anything else? Just all Python?
2: It's it's pretty much all Python. Now we have our own we have our own dashboard or console, and that that obviously is decoupled. So we use uh, React for that. Okay, okay.
0: So do you um. Is your is mostly what you do more of a uh, like professional services where it's a very kind of custom project or do people really yeah, log it's, into it's your website? Question.
2: Yeah, it's no. not really a turnkey solution, right? It um, requires a lot of customization and setup for every client. Right now, it's still a little heavy, like so we provide sort of the guide rails at the very beginning, and then it's self serve. But okay. we try to provide you know sort of we we've gone down the road of okay here you know go good luck. Um, And that still some of the concepts of not a one size fits all kind of solution. No. And, you know, I think the sort of the the terminology is like training a model. Right. That doesn't mean that's, you know, we use learn now inside of our dashboard because it makes a little more sense than training. But training, you know, is this sort of like the, hey, find the patterns Mm -hmm. and then inference or, you know, when you're predicting that's that's obviously looking towards the future with that and, and using it on current data as opposed to data from the past.
1: What are some of the challenges that you've run into building all this? Like we we like to talk about the things that we fail at, and you know, or the things that were tough. And part of our mission statement here is if we can help someone else avoid the errors we
2: made, then we've done some public service. Sure, um, I think that, you know one of the toughest things in machine learning, and really what we've where we sort of try to hang our hat is. M- most of it's just too complex for most people to do so it's really in the hands of companies that have the resources to hire the data scientists and the data engineers um and so trying to make it really simple is is really hard um you know trying to simplify that those things and then still reaching the performance that you would you you would get if you if you had a staff of data scientists and data engineers So, you know, one of the things, I guess, to kind of dig in a little deeper in that, um, the the ability for a model, the general idea, and traditionally the way the, the approach is take a big, you know, data set, dump it in, learn the patterns, then deploy the model and, you know, rinse and repeat. But updating that model, that's usually not done. And... It's just something where you usually go back to scratch and start over and build a new model. And so um, that piece has been – we basically came up with a way to do it in an incremental fashion. to That's where good. That model can continue to learn. We basically create APIs for learning and and then also pr- predicting. So that makes it to where you know those models are continuing to grow. And really the idea is that the value grows over time. It's not something that you, you have to go get the giant data set first – because that that stops a lot of early companies from using machine learning, in that they assume, oh, you know, we're gonna have to wait five years until we got a big data set, and then maybe we can start using these things. So, how big is your team? It's pretty small right now. So we're five. Okay. Um, and you know, we're we're it's in tech. It's not
0: that
1: small. You can get a lot. You can get a hell yeah. of a lot done with five people. Oh probably.
2: yeah. 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 It, we, we've made quite a bit of progress. We're in TechStars right now, um, and. You know, we so we have TechStars Kansas City. Yeah, TechStars Kansas City. So, uh, demo day being here coming up in about a month. So, is your team all here? Um, No. So, my uh, co-founder, our operations officers, in Redding, California. Okay. Okay.
1: So, it's my job on this show to represent the non-technical, and I'm going to ask a really basic question that I I understand and know doesn't have a definitive answer. But how long does it take for a machine to learn? Like if you not very long, yeah. I'm just curious, and I think that that's a reasonable question. Like, if I'm analyzing a billion points of data or whatever, is that something that like, is it just like hang on, uploading, and then it spits it out, or does this take time and months? And I know because certain like you know, for GigaBook, I was trying to automate the the live support through Intercom, and I'm just using plugins, and it just required like a while it needed to know too much, I think. And I, and I lost interest in it because I just was like, well, I could just answer the questions maybe.
2: Yeah. It doesn't take that long. I mean, really, I mean, if you think about it, you know, there's, there's different angles for machine learning too. I mean, I think the sexier side of it is, uh, you know, the, the more where everybody kind of thinks of it, like AI, the deep learning um, side of things where it's holy cow, it you know, recognize my face those sorts of things. That's now that's that's in the computer vision side, um, or or you know, the deep learning. And and that'll take some time. Um, but if you think about how many images are necessary for that, those those building those models will take a little bit of time. But in most like tabular data,
0: um just a long. few minutes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Even, I mean in a lot of in a lot of time you know kind of depending, let's say like uh, a couple hundred customers um, depending on how many features you have in that data set or each one of those customers or the products that they that they're buying or whatever um, you know we're in seconds that's
0: pretty cool that's crazy so how do you guys charge for this? Is it house, like tens of thousands of dollars to, to do or like how, how does this, what does this cost?
2: Yeah. So it, we kind of have a range. We don't have um, one of the things we're working on right now is sort of a freemium version um, that we'll be rolling out that lets people kind of get started with it so they can kind of see how things go. Um, and then once we kind of jump on there right now, right now it costs anywhere from 3000 up to 12,000 a month. Okay. Well, it's a pretty easy ROI if you can
0: save some cancellations and reduced churn. Yeah. I agree. I agree.
1: So, um, well, first off, congratulations on everything you've done. That stuff's way past my pay grade as far as the technology Everything goes. is. No. <laughs> podcasting, <laughs> writing books, and following you with a camera. Oh, right, yeah. He Wait, can do that. I don't do that a lot. I might do it tonight. You know, this master thing. Can we develop a predictive model that will let me know when Watson's head is swelling?
2: Do you have examples of it in the past? Probably. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I have a lot.
1: I mean, a lot. I can just, so we're going to upload all 57 prior episodes or 58, or I don't even know what we're on anymore. And we're going to look for some patterns. One pattern I know that will be recognizable right away is the fact that you have never beat me at rock, paper, scissors. On the, I, I'm <laughs> estimating I haven't counted yet. Maybe Bellwether can help us figure this out. Is, I think you're 0 and 25. And I want to know what the mathematical probability of that is, because it just does not seem probable. But that's what <laughs> does tr- seem I know, doesn't it? Yes. I know. You think like you know, they say that you know the blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then, but and he's beating me off the show, but never when it mattered, like the two hundred dollars. <laughs> her tab with our wives (laughs) anyway we don't have to talk about that so in regards to ai and machine learning like this is obviously something that's here to stay and there's a lot of debate with you know you have guys like elon musk and and stephen hawking that are saying that it's going to run rampant and take over the world and you know i always think about the terminator and skynet is now self self self-aware like I mean, what, what do you, what's your take on that? Is that like something that's a legitimate concern? Is this a problem? Like, is this something that in the wrong hands is going to be chaotic? Maybe
2: not right now though. I mean, I think one of the, a, a good example of that is, you know, there was the idea that the automated or, you, autonomous cars were going to be here next year and everybody's going to be, you know, using one. And I think that's still highly probable, but you know, a lot of the reports are, that are coming out right now, I think there was a big story in the New York times that just came out saying, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to take a little longer. And, you know, people jumping from, hey, it's going to be here in 2019 to oh, maybe it'll be here in... What do you
0: mean? 2027? You just hit
2: the button on Uber and you get a fully <laughs> autonomous car shows up.
0: Oh, my God. You live <laughs> Isn't that the, how it works? As my mom used to tell me,
1: you live in a tree.
0: <laughs> um. I, I have a Tesla, and so it it will stay in the lanes, right? Yeah. And that's super cool. But to be 100% autonomous, yeah, that seems... Like it's got a lot of ways.
1: This to is go. like when you ask me why I had a truck, and I said, because I like having the truck for when I need to haul something. You said, you can just push a button and call Bungee. That's right. Yes, that's a free ad, Ben Jackson. Bungie.com. B-U-N-G-I-I.com. <laughs> Be like Matt Watson and get a, a pickup truck to your door. Um, so what's the future with your company? I mean, what do you what do you see happening? You have tech uh, tech stars coming up. Um,
2: you know. Yeah. Yeah. What, what what do you have in store? So, basically, scaling up the team. So, that's sort of the next stage for us is building out the rest of the engineering team um, and and then starting to roll out, like I kind of mentioned, we're going to roll out a freemium product that, uh, you know, lets people kind of play around with this thing a little bit.
1: So. What's what's stopping that right now? If, I mean, if, I'm sorry, I know we're candid. I'm assuming that it could be funding or support or, you know, just the newness of the project. Like,
2: what, what's, what do you need to be successful? Well, I mean, I think we kind of started it in a little... You know, I think the the sort of the Silicon Valley framework is you know go raise a bunch of money and then, and then build it, um, and don't necessarily worry about making money anytime soon. I and hate that. <laughs> that wasn't our approach. Yeah. So you got to stop and sell something every now. And then. So you guys are making money. Yeah, yeah, we've been making money since day one. So. Perfect. Which is a little, you know, it's not the it's not the sexy startup story, but uh, that
1: is. <laughs> if you've been making money since day one, that's way <laughs> sexier than hey, we just blew. I was at, in preparation for, we're going to do a whole series on business documentaries. By the way, do you have a, a business documentary or movie from the past that you uh, that you have either watched a bunch or that you have found to be profound?
2: Um, not necessarily profound.
1: I mean... How about enjoyed? Documentary or... Or a movie. Anything that's about uh, business, entrepreneurship, maybe even leadership, hell, whatever. Uh, maybe even just your favorite Disney movie. I mean... I mean, I think the big Lebowski is probably a pretty no. <laughs> That's more, that's uh, philosophical. <laughs> we'll put that under philosophical. So the dude abides on that question. Um, what, do you, what do you think of
2: Techstars? How's that going? <laughs> it's been awesome. I mean, I think I had, I, I think there's been so many incubators that have been out there that. Yeah. And let's define t- what Techstars does for those that aren't here. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- Tell us. Uh, so, I mean, Techstars is an incubator. Basically they take early stage companies and and not even necessarily like, you know, super early. Um, but the general idea is taking entrepreneurs and in the, with a technical product or or business and, and helping them build it and become successful. And, um, I think there's been, you know, there's so many groups out there now that, Oh, they have an incubator here or an accelerator or whatever, whatever terminology they want to use. Um, And I was a little worried about that. Um, Why? uh, Just because I think that a lot of times, you know, then it it becomes a little bit of a factory. And, um, you know, you could... A lot of times, companies that I've seen that have done some of these, not like Techstars, but some of the other ones, then it's sort of like they... It's a it's a box. They become a cookie cutter, Um, and TechStars has not been like that at all. It's been so. What
1: what have they done that's uh, that's that's changing things in a positive way
2: for you? And how did you and how
1: did you even get involved or connected with them?
2: Yeah. um, Well, uh, the first question. I think the biggest thing that they do is, um, and I'm not sure. You know, obviously, I haven't been in uh, any of the other ones, but I think one of the most valuable things was. Early on, right away, they bring in a lot of really successful people—people people who have been there and done these things before. Masters, um, yeah, masters, and they basically uh, tear you up a little bit. And you know, I think it's not a bad thing. No, it's it's yeah. absolutely wonderful, yeah. and I think. It's a lot easier than them saying, oh, that's
0: cool. You're doing a great job. They slap the... Sometimes people need... the criticism you need. You need those
1: rose-colored glasses slapped off of your head. And I think one of the things that early-stage businesses and inexperienced entrepreneurs do is they only think about the sunny day.
2: Oh, yeah. And usually usually surrounded by yes-men who say, oh, it's great. It's wonderful. And you just don't hear those sorts of things. And so, you know, I I think I felt like after having two two successful startups, the first one was not... But after after the last two, I felt like I knew quite a bit, um, and so you know I wasn't quite sure. Okay, how much am I really going to learn? And it's been awesome. I feel like I there's so many things that I felt like I knew that I had no idea. Well, that's good.
1: Um, and how do you get? How do you end up in their program, or how would someone want to be involved or apply?
2: Is TechStars outside of Kansas City? Yes, or yeah, they,
1: they're like it's like all there's over. There's one in right?
2: Boulder, and there's there's. A, ton of them sort of all yeah. now they've got one in i think thailand um they've got them pretty much all over the place okay. um there's uh, i know i know one in berlin and then of course you know all the So tech did hubs. you just did, did you just apply and um so w- i presented uh the product at a at a tech conference in berlin and we kind of got put in touch with uh, some venture capital groups and and one of them had contacts with Techstars and sort of opened the door and and advised that we should you know look into it. And that wasn't the answer I was expecting. I gave a presentation
0: in Berlin, but that is really outside of Kansas City. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so as part of being in TechStars, are you guaranteed to get a certain amount of funding
2: or something? Like no, that no. Too? no, you get funding as part of it. You know, you go through an interview process. So basically, they have a, a, quite a few applicants. Then they they narrow down. They'll bring you in for interviews, and then from there, they they narrow down to ten in in a cohort. Um, and then at, you know, at that point, then you get it's basically a hundred and twenty thousand. And and then do they, do they take a piece or is that a grant? Yeah, they take a piece. Okay. Yeah, so they do get you, some equity. Do you
1: determine that or do they offer it to you?
2: They they offer it to you. So they look at what you're doing, they
1: gauge their interest, and based on that. So if there's ten people, that 1.2 million or whatever split that they're doing, they're saying we're willing to do this, and you get to take it or leave it. Pretty much. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's some negotiating because I mean, I think there have been companies who are who are pretty big that for whatever reason that's that's a little different you know the the scenario could be a little different yeah but i think most of them it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry on on that so have you guys raised capital outside of no a little bit from them no we haven't i mean we and so from our standpoint it was it's a pretty good timing for us we 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 did about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue in year one and we're on pace for for 400 this year um and so yeah not taking any money and building in revenue um It's sort of a nice, nice spot for us to be in.
1: So you're in the club of people that don't get a paycheck right now, like we are. Uh, No, I pay myself.
2: Uh, Ah, good. That's good. I'm, I'm
1: I'm glad to hear that. We're going to change that. I want to be part of that club, the one that gets a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. I got your royalty check for the podcast. It's zero. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the decision we made beginning that startup valley style decision that we made to not monetize this thing. It's working. It's. It is. I tell you what. I didn't. I didn't need machine learning. I did not need predictive analytics. <laughs> I did all the data science myself, and I was one hundred percent accurate.
0: Yeah,
2: that's cool. Yeah. So are you that. guys looking to raise capital soon? Or? Yeah. Yeah. We are. We're in the kind of in the middle. It sort of. Sort of just started uh, the fundraising process. So. It sucks, doesn't it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I know it from my first from my first startup, and and I had said, yeah, not gonna do that again. Um, and then here 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 I am. Yeah. How um, much are you looking to raise? Uh so we're looking at around
0: two million. Okay. Yeah. I went through that last year and doing it again now. So
2: it's not fun. No. It's like a full time job that you don't want. Yeah. I you know, I I'm trying to kind of take a different approach this time just because of how rough it was last time. Tell
1: us about that. Well but so by <laughs> the way, and one of the biggest questions that Matt and I run into off the show, and one of the things we talked to is all related around funding because you know, everyone needs it, everyone wants it, and everyone thinks they deserve it, and then very, very few get it. Oh, yeah, so which
0: rightfully is probably the right way, yeah, it right? is. Not it, everything it, should it, get the so money.
1: I was looking up, uh, just some of the numbers for the podcast last night. And by the way, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we're up to 148 countries we've been heard in, wow, and it's growing, so really appreciate the support. But one of the most popular podcasts that we have, like in the top 10 is the one titled raising money sucks. All right. And it's just because, you know, we taught, we got into that and it does suck and you're not entitled to it. And you're, if you don't go about trying to get it properly, uh, forget about it. So I want to hear about this different approach. Enlighten us, sir.
2: Mm, well, I, I think it's also... It just t- more in the head? It's definitely more in the head. The attitude. It's more, more in the head, more in the attitude. And I think... Now, I'm in a little different spot than what I was the first time. Because the, the first time I had a software company. Um, so really low margin. Um, not something that you can sell a lot online. Which I didn't do the unit economics on before I started that business. So we sold a lot online. And, interesting <laughs> and, and, and yeah when that doesn't work out well you kind of know what happens so yeah. um, the uh, so it really mostly just it, it's just a different approach for me this time in that I think the this business is obviously in a lot better position than that one was well you're
1: gr- you're growing and also you know um, and for UVCs out there listening I mean every bar of what I'm gonna say you guys are much like machine learning very robotic and following a lot of patternistic type stuff. And you're in a what is rightfully so seen as a growing industry, but you know, that uh, fear of missing out I think exists in the VC world. I'm going to
0: see a bunch of VCs tonight, aren't I? Yes, maybe. Are, so are you trying to raise the money in Kansas city
2: or, uh, or we're, we're whatever? Kind of, we're, we've been pretty open. I mean, I mean, obviously that'd be great just because this is where we're based, but um, we, we have some groups that we made contacts with in Berlin um, so we have contacts and, and we're moving towards, you know, working with groups sort of kind of all over. There's a lot of money in Kansas city. Just nobody
0: knows it exists. And a lot of it doesn't have any history in technology made a lot of money doing a lot of things that were not tech. So,
1: yeah, you know, the thing, uh, uh, you know, in Kansas city, I, don't, I can't remember like the 40th biggest market in the United States. Like we don't even deserve the sports teams we have on paper. But you're right, Matt. And one thing that I do appreciate about a lot of the investment capital here is they do invest it here locally uh, a lot. And I, I got a lot of respect for that. So, we don't have a ton of VC firms. I apologize to all the VCs now, mainly because I might
0: see you at Matt's presentation. The here. largest VC firm in Kansas City has not invested in a, v- in a Kansas City-based company in eight years. Wow. That kind of sucks. Hmm. What's up with that?
1: I don't know. I'm going to install Bellwether and figure that out here soon. True story. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Well, you know what, Matt? We're about out of time, and uh, Master Watson has to go, uh, you know, prep his hair. Yeah, i
0: got to do makeup. He's got
1: oh, man. powder on my face. You're probably, are you wearing makeup tonight? Oh, yeah. That's, of course. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. That's just weird. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, so I'm looking forward to heading out there tonight, too, just because I like learning stuff, Uh, 43 and still a student. But um, anyway, my young Padawan, I'd like to have you back at some point to discuss the post tech stars (laughs) um, deal. And, you know, with interesting and growing companies, we would like to, you know, keep a tab on what's going on um so once again uh here with us today was uh, matt moody so we have matt times three that actually wasn't confusing no because you just called me master the whole time i know i'll just stick with that um so if you want to check out what bellwether does b-e-l-l-w-e-t-h-r com check it out see if you can save a few bucks for your software platform feel free to give them some feedback and input i'm sure that's welcome oh yeah you know, yeah yeah because we all love it and if you're a low value customer we probably won't return your call
0: <laughs> is that fair no we have to return their call okay
1: all right well see you down the road Matt. all
2: right thanks thank you